Welcome back to another episode of Awakening Consciousness with Ather and Jesse. I get to do the intro today. It's an honor and a privilege. Asher, thank you for <laughs> seating the role today. We have we have we have no topic, so we are going to uh, we're going to do a lot of babbling, which is my favorite thing to do. One of my favorite things to do in life. Also, probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show. Um, I think we had about forty-five or fifty minutes from now. Um, we are never on YouTube for very long, so please get over to Rumble. Check the alt platforms. Uh, give us a like, share, comment. I don't know. Do we even want people to subscribe anymore? Yes, probably. Um, but I mean, we, you uh, might as well. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, YouTube still has the best, you know, live streaming platform, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with um, man. Well, Asher looks like your hair and makeup team maybe took the day off today as well. I got to see. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get him over here in time. I got yeah. to see uh, as Asher trolled my interview on Friday. Uh, if any of you noticed in the comments, there was a troll in there. I have a sneaking suspicion it might have been Asher. Uh, you know, we can't say for sure. But as Asher uh, trolled the, the interview on Friday, which, by the way, I really enjoyed, which was with Jules. It was a good one. Heart, you, you watched it? Yeah, with Jules Hard Vibe yeah. um, on, on sort of the soul paintings that she does. It was fun. I, I had a good time doing it. Um, she's someone I met in Vilcabamba, you know, a few weeks back. Um I got to see Asher with the beginnings of the Jufro going without the hair and makeup team. I have strongly encouraged him to grow out the Jufro, which he has, you know, politely. Oh, it's growing. Declined. It's growing. It's yeah. growing. I mean, there if I are. could, you know, if I could do it, man, I would do it. Um, so that was fun. But anyways, I just heard in the background, maybe we start here. There's a shortage of pool supplies of uh, some sort of. Yeah. Let's tell me about that. Yeah, so I'm I'm going through like my my weekly or not my weekly, but you know year cleaning up the pool. Uh, it's a saltwater pool, but that doesn't mean that you never have to put any chemicals in it. And so, um, you know, over the winter, you know, the the um, once the temperature drops below a certain a certain temperature then uh, you have to kind of add chlorine to it. Otherwise, it it um, it grows algae. And uh, so I, I kind of was a little bit lazy and kind of let it go a little bit. And so it turned green from the algae growing and trying to get some stuff to take care of it. And lo and behold, they're limiting the, the amount of uh, chlorine to add to pools to four pounds per per visit at the local pool store. So uh, this is our third trip to, to the pool store to get the, um, to get the uh, shock treatment that we need. So my wife is there and she's getting some pool treatment. So hopefully this is enough to take it over the top to kill all the algae, which I'll then vacuum out of it. But yeah, here, here's, it's just another sign of the times. It's like, you know, and I was, I was even talking to them uh, at the pool store, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's everywhere. It's all different aspects of the economy, whether it's uh, food or chlorine for pools or fertilizer or whatever. Um, it's just uh, another, yet another sign of the times that we're living through. Yeah, that's really interesting. And of course, my comment was, ah, we're in that chapter of the Ayn Rand novel. 
um, you know, interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder if they have, are we, are we months away from a governing body or like the, the minister, the minister of supplies decreed, you know, (laughs) how how far away? Well, well, um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, which, I mean, it's just so funny that the, uh, not a pedophile disclaimer. He's not a pedophile. Don't worry. No, definitely not. But the uh, first openly gay man to run for president, his name is Peter Butt. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Uh, the truth is never, <laughs> never is never really super hidden. <laughs> right. Um, never too far below the surface. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, that that's that's more funny than any, anything, but. But yeah, so he's he's uh, you know we have supply chain shortages, we have uh, the the you know ba- uh, traffic jams in the ports, and this guy is worried about making uh, you know the highway systems less racist because I don't I can't remember what he said, but apparently the the way that the highways were developed around cities are racist and and therefore need to be changed or updated or something like that. And it's just like, geez, you know, where does this end? You know, how, how is this a racist thing? I don't know. But that's what he's worried about rather than the uh, fixing the traffic jam in the ports and fixing the getting goods on the shelves. And, you know, it's just, you know, the priorities that are being uh the, the things that are being prioritized is just all out of whack if you were if you had the best interest of the US in mind or of the people of the US in mind and it, it's it just seems like it's such a lack of competence that it can't be it can't be unintentional like it has to be intentional that they would you know just do so things that are really just so stupid um, on the surface. So I, I can't get around the fact that at least part of this has got to be intentional, you know, with the handling of, of Russia and the sanctions and all that stuff. It's like, am I the only person who knows that what 60% of the world's fertilizer comes from Russia? And if you cut that off, then there's going to be a massive shortage and, and, uh, price increases in fertilizer and therefore food. Like, am I the only person? I don't think I'm the only person who realizes this. So, um, it, it, it can't be intentional. It can't be unintentional. That's what I mean. Yeah. hundred percent. And I used to have, I used to have that conversation with people all the time. Like these are not idiots. <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't not understand what they're doing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's what happens, right. When you have ideologues running the show, Right. When you have mm-hmm. when the priority of what was this, the transportation secretary, you know, when the yeah. pri- priority of transportation secretary of the transportation secretary is to, you know, right the ills of the world uh, on, on a on a sort of um, ideological basis having to do with homosexual rights and 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 uh, and racism and these Racist. sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 you know, collapse comes next. Right. And so, and so, you know, we, we have ideologues running the show. So, you know, what's gonna, 
what's going to take place as the, if the transportation secretary is talking about racism um, in the middle of, you know, what, everything we're looking at, which, you know, you just outlined. Absolutely. Um, and I just realized you have even less time than I than I uh, thought. So, um, yeah. So, man, interesting, interesting stuff, though. Hopefully the chlorine store. And I didn't know that, that you need to put a little chlorine in the saltwater pools. I was going to do a saltwater pool on a project. So is that only during winter or is that uh, in general? Well, I mean, I think it depends, you know, like I think if you have everything running and working properly and uh, you, you are consistently checking and making sure that everything's balanced and stabilized, I think it, for the most part, you can get away with mostly just salt um, and, and, you know, some stabilizer stuff every once in a while. I, I think it's more of like an every once in a while thing. And then uh, also winter. So when it drops below a certain temperature in the water, I think it's, it stops. So the salt creates the salt plus the sun creates the chlorine. So it's, I think it's, I'm not sure exactly how it works that. And that's, so that's pro probably part of the problem. Um, and I'm not like a manual reader. So, you know, so that's probably part of the problem. So, if you're not dealing with winters, like we have a mild winter in North Carolina, but it definitely gets cold. Um, so, and it, you know, so if you're not dealing with winter like we are and you are regularly maintaining it and checking the levels and whatever, then it's probably, uh, you're probably going to have to use less stuff than I do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But Dude, um, good. I was, I was just going to say like in, in the vein of what we were talking about, um, you know, like we're not allowed the, this is the American psychological association. You're not allowed to say, um, low income people, but instead refer to them as people underpaid and forced into poverty as a result of banking policies, real estate developers, gentrifying neighborhoods and corporations weakening the power of labor movements. So that phrase has replaced the term low income people. I mean, it's just like, this comes out of who? <laughs> this is the, according to the American psychological association. I wonder who they are. If that's like a, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've gone, we we're so deep in the Orwellian double speak on everything that things that, Things that, you know, you would think are a joke are not. Um, I mean, that that should be a spoof, right? We're, I mean, what was, that, what was that movie Idiocracy? I mean, how far into Idiocracy we're, we're, we're sort of, I mean, we're almost running final credits. I don't know. Is final credits, like, what does final credits look like exactly? Well, I, I think if The Rock wins the presidency, which I've heard, I've heard uh, rumors that he might run. Um, I think if he wins their presidency, then it's, then it's almost, it's almost like a word for word, uh, recreation of that movie. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you, ever, have you seen his ex-wife? No. Like it's, no. it's, it's, well, it's, I probably, I may have, I don't know. There's some, is she, is she jacked out of her mind? Yeah. Yeah. She's like the most masculine woman you've ever seen. Kind of like, uh. Kind of like the the current NCAA uh, female swimming champion. 
more or less. I mean, she looks basically <laughs> like The Rock. Yeah. The the, the his ex wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds fun. So I um, want to talk. I want to talk about the sun for a minute. Um, all right. So I know we have very different experiences in this, and maybe maybe that'll be interesting for people who, you know, who also have varied experience, right? My son is my son is making as much noise as possible uh, <laughs> while we record here, which nice. I think I've managed to keep off the recording so far fairly well. But I like you know I, I like his mischievous streak. <laughs> but um, boy, boys, especially boys, need need to have a mischievous streak. That they yeah. yeah. If they don't, then it's then there's probably more problems. Anyways, so we've had we've had these two. The sun is very active right now, right? We've had these two massive, I don't know, they call them solar flares, CMEs, X flares. You know, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but we've had a couple of, you know, active periods where the sun has done its thing, released a bunch of energy. Now, of course, some of this, I guess, to even talk about, you kind of have to believe some of that stuff as far as um what is you know and i don't know what is the sun like i don't think it's 93 million miles away for example um you know i don't know exactly what it is i don't think it's a <laughs> i don't think it's a nuclear sort of reaction that's just kind of permanent or or a dead star or something like i you know i'm 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 not i don't believe that i think it's probably some mix between uh some aspect of this simulation that we're living in and and a a entity like a like a being uh like you know like i like i think earth is the same thing right i think earth is both part of the simulation and a being you know a uh I, I don't know being is the i can't think of a better word um so i don't know i don't know you know we'd almost have to start there but forgetting that for a second if you if you believe in what they're looking at the sun is active. It's doing its thing. So I had a period, right? So I was, and I think everybody is going through this in different ways at different times. Like, I don't think these things happen to everybody at the same time, but I follow all these people who seem to be going through similar things much of the time that I'm experiencing, which are like these massive ups and downs in energy and in like energy levels and, and therefore sort of creativity levels and these kinds of things. So I had a month prior to let's say a week and a half ago where I was in one of the best, most, most active, most energy filled, high energy, creative times in my life. Amazing, like huge, you know, massive launching new companies and restructurings and just all kinds of, you know, really cool stuff going on. Then the last week and a half and maybe it's something to do, I come back to the beach. I'm back at the coast now for a month, come back to the beach. And I've just been basically just wanting to sleep. Um, and it's interesting, it sort of has coincided with the sun, you know, having this really active period of time. Um, I come from all of this from the standpoint that we are actually, you know, in the ascension, we're actually upgrading DNA, we are actually receiving signals from the sun, our bodies interacting with all the sun. I'm, you know, I'm one of those, like, I could have, I would have been happy in in those like, you know, ancient Egypt sun worshiping <laughs> cultures, you know, I'm one of those people, I spend a lot of time in the sun, like I, the sun feeds me, it's something that's important to me in my life, I used to get, 
when I lived in the Northeast US, you know, the winters were rough for me. Like I had a really hard time uh, being out, out of the sun for extended periods. Um, so yeah, I just want, I wanted to share that and, and then see if, if any of that resonates with you at all, or I know you're again, much more steady than I am. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious from your perspective, what your thoughts are around any of that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I either don't notice because I'm either not paying attention or, um, yeah, I probably just don't notice. I mean, I love being in the sun and same, same thing with me when, when I was in the Northeast U S I hated the winters and could not wait for them to get it over. And that was one of the big reasons why I moved down to North Carolina. Um, I mean, I spent the whole weekend in the sun doing work in, in the garden and, uh, you know, moving a lot of mulch and, and planting and all that stuff and got the kids involved in, in the planting. Um, that was fun. We were using the greenhouse that we have, um, which was awesome. You know, we moved into uh, a house that essentially already had a greenhouse and a small and a big shed. Um, I wouldn't call it a barn. It's a big shed. Um, and yeah, so, I, I mean, I just, but yeah, I, I, I either don't go through these types of ups and downs or I don't notice that I do. And, um, and yeah, you know, I had been paying attention to, uh, the solar flares. Bob and Ann is saying, um, I find solar flares to be invigorating. Uh, mental issues for the susceptible increase with solar flares. Um, sun flares affect brain and heart. Heart attacks increase during solar flare flares. Um, the sun is a powerful ether per perturbator, like the heart. The sun is hollow. Spots are proof it is hollow. Interesting. Um, how about the winter storms here in April? Well, one thing that I've noticed here is um, it's been very, very windy. Um, and it's been, there's been, I think it's been unseasonably cold here in North Carolina. Um, you know, we've had, I think there was frost even today, which first week of April in North Carolina, like I remember, I think it was four years ago at this point, we were getting ready to pack up and go to Cape Cod for the summer. And it was like 90 degrees the day that we left. Um, and then we went into like 40 degrees up, up north. But yeah, it's it's been a lot colder, a lot windier here. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't really notice my my energy levels changing that much. Yeah. The, uh, I see a funny comment here. You know, I see Asher taking his wife and kids like a clown car and each one taking a turn buying chlorine. I did that with milk last year. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, here, here we are right in, 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 I mean, it's, it, it's amazing, 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 amazing to, to be actually experiencing the, the Ayn Rand novel again, right? The actual, yeah. the actual collapse, the actual rationing, the actual, you know, uh, this is stuff that's gone on in Venezuela, you know, for the last 20 years and got very intense over the last five or so. Um, you know, th th like literally like in Venezuela, I know people there, uh, several people in Venezuela, you, they've, they, you, you essentially have the mark of the beast, you know, not quite, it's not implanted in your forehead or on your wrist, but 
but you have a national ID card that determines what and when you're allowed to buy what and when. So, so if you, so your, you know, your chicken day is Monday, for example, if your national ID card starts or ends with this letter or this number, you know, you get to buy chicken on Mondays uh, and you get, and so for you, you get to have the privilege of standing in line for three hours or five hours or 40 hours. I have no idea, huge amounts of time to show your card and be able to buy a chicken that day um, for an exorbitant price. You know, for, for, um, so, so, you know, Venezuela and the land of socialism, right? They've had, they've, this has been going on. And so now we're sort of living through this socialist collapse globally and in the land of the free, the home of the brave, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the capitalist, you know, the big bad capitalist bully, right? The, the United States of America, uh, you know, we're actually, you know, that has actually been essentially a socialist country for at least, you know, at least 60 years. Um, you know, we're, we're actually living through rationing, right? We're living through this, the, the, the intentional collapse of the supply chain. Uh, the intention, you know, intentional shortages of all kinds of things, intentional uh, spikes in prices. And, you know, this, this person in the chat, Colette, you know, did that with milk last year, actually had to, you know, go in and in with multiple family members, I guess, and, 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 you know, take turns buying milk under the allotted amount. So this is, you know, this is communist uh, Soviet Union stuff here that we're in. Bob and Ann just said um, Ohio just burned a million plus healthy chickens because some tested positive for bird flu. Wow. And yeah, I mean, and I I think I've I saw uh, an article that said like deer tested positive for something, and that that got me thinking like you know are the, are they are they going to try to like outlaw hunting or make it uh, more difficult for you know people sure. who hunt to hunt um because there, there is still you know a, a bunch of people uh who you know they they hunt to eat um and so if they try to do that that's yet another way of you know getting people into that system and reducing your ability to be independent and so you know it's yeah i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if they're doing that and so yeah you know burn uh killing millions of chickens uh you know shutting down uh meat processing plants making everything more difficult i mean yeah it's it's the intentional collapse yeah i think i mean i think people who hunt are are racist and also homophobic and evil uh well, obviously <laughs> they should go to the supermarket it goes without saying that's know. better yeah oh right of course I see, I see Colette here also says my energy story is the same and I'm also a sun goddess, right? So I do think, you know, I do think this thing affects different people differently. Um, uh, Darren says, I watched the sun up daily have for uh, like five years now. Uh, and Bob and Ann mentions the 309 year, and I'm not familiar with that particular number, but the 309 year sun cycle has shifted from warming, warming to cooling. This is a, a, a common story that you hear. You know, a lot of people think that um, we're headed towards uh, towards a bit of an ice age here. I don't I don't really buy into any of that. Not to say that it's necessarily incorrect. 
Um, I have no idea. I think there's some interest. I think there's some valid points on both sides of that argument. I don't pay a lot of attention to it at all anymore. Um, because I think we're what we're headed into here is, you know, a beautiful time on earth and total abundance. And so I rock with that and I'm not too worried about, you know, whether we get a little warmer or, or a little cooler. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I do think I do think these things affect everybody differently. I think everybody's on their own path, their own timeline as well. And also people have different genetics and come from different places in the universe, if you will, um, you know, and, and have their own sort of uh, their own sort of destinies and their own sort of um, things that they're here to experience and not experience and manifest and not not manifest. But it's interesting. A lot of the people that you know, that I follow, um, on YouTube, um, seem to be going through similar stuff to what, you know, what I experience and what I guess Colette does as well. I also, by the way, watch the sun. I mean, it, the sun sets here every day on this side and I always spend almost, you know, almost the last 30 minutes or an hour of, of its setting, just, just watching it. Um, and that gets into some of the sun gazing stuff, um, which you can do early in the morning as well. Um, and I find it to be, I find it just amazing. It seems to just do stuff to my body that I'm a, I, I like a lot. Oh yeah. We have beautiful, amazing sunrises and sunsets here. Um, yeah. It's, the sky is like there's reds and oranges and yellows and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, when I, whenever I get a chance, I, I, I do that. Um, we got a pretty good view of both the sunrise and sunset. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, I, I've heard the ice age or mini ice age theory or story. Um, but again, it, it goes from the, it, it's about the micro versus the macro. So on the macro, you know, yeah. Okay. So if we are, if we're headed into a mini ice age, uh, you know, food production goes down, um, you know, food prices go up, but if you are, if you've localized your food sourcing, meaning you're growing a lot of it yourself and getting it from, you know, uh, local supply chains, uh, a local farmer near you or whatever, then you're, uh, in, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, insulated against that, um, you know, sort of the, the macro supply chain, uh, let's say disruptions. So, you know, that, and that goes to the reason why we started the show in the first place is to create that local community or create the community and then, you know, do stuff in your life to insulate yourself against all the stuff going on around us. And so, you know, that continues to be the message. And um, I'm getting close to being ready to show off my, my guard. There's a, I want to do a little bit more to it but i mean I, I could show it it's not quite finished um but nothing's ever finished it's like ever, you know if if you have if you have like a you know I, I wouldn't call it a homestead but getting towards that um you know there's nothing is ever finished like you're not like you don't finish a project and you say ah now i can kick back and relax um because that doesn't exist so it's just a never-ending um never ending list of things to do, which is, is fun in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just true of life, which is something, 
interesting to accept, right? Is just the constant change. You know, what is that expression? The only constant is, is change. You know, nothing, you mm-hmm. literally at the end of the day, like we die and the body goes back into earth and our soul or spirit or whatever goes on to other adventures or whatever you believe. Right. Um, so quite literally, right. It's constant. And so it's really interesting to think, cause there is no getting there, you know? And I think a lot of times that's sort of, uh, really a sort of demonic trap, you know, where it's like, yeah. well, if I just have the this, or I just get the this, or yeah. I just get this level of X, or I just get the, you know, and, and it, it never ends. It just, it, it never ends. And you can spend your whole life just reaching for that next thing that'll, you know, sort of make you happy or complete your idea about yourself. And I just think, you know, it's just, it's just all ego stuff. Um, and it's, it's really, it, it is like all that spiritual stuff about, you know, enjoying the journey and the journey is the destination and all these it's it's really true you know it's really 100 percent. it's really yeah, that's really- a phenomenal point because you know especially with with the the way the culture is and social media and all that stuff people are are so tricked into thinking oh well if i just had this you know whatever it is car girl guy uh house boat whatever whatever that trinket is job then I'll be happy. And no, it's, that is never, that is never the case. Uh, the human condition is a state of, um, you know, a state of discontent. Like, no, no, you're not, you're not content with, with your current state. There's always more work to be done, more progress to be made, more steps to be taken, uh, you know, and, you know, more, and and the more you can the more you get to sort of working on uh working internally rather than focusing on uh outward possessions and uh accolades and achievements the better your journey is going to be and so yes fall in love with the with the process with the journey like i I don't want things to be different about my business. Like I don't want, I wouldn't want to raise a ton of money from a venture capitalist to put into my business so that we can, you know, grow and, and, you know, boost revenue so that we can be attractive to a, you know, to be uh, bought out essentially by a bigger company or something like that, because I love the journey. I love the process that we're, that we're taking. I love the team that we're building. I love everything about what I do and yeah. Okay. So we're not, we don't have, you know, millions of dollars in the bank to go out and, and, you know, acquire new customers or whatever it is, but it's the process of, of building what we're building. That's the fun part. And I don't think we're ever going to quote unquote, get there. It's just going to be a continuous uh, and continual building process. So and that's what I love. Yeah. And I, and I love that there's a fail safe mechanism for that. Cause like I've made the, that error, like in my real estate company that I, I am, uh, you know, I still have, but no longer run day to day. I ran it day to day for years and I almost killed myself doing so. And I wasn't doing that for the process at all. Right. I was doing that with, well, if I can just get to this point, I can sell it. Or if I can just get to this point, 
I can have enough revenue where I can do these other things that I really actually want to do. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I, I was totally in it for like the reward at the end of the day. And it was not, it was not a successful venture really at that point in time, some years back. Um, and there was some outside in, you know, there was some outside reasons for that, but, but it, you know, there was, it did, it didn't go well in that paradigm. It wasn't until, it wasn't until, you know, uh, I, I, I restructured the whole thing and took on a partner and, you know, did, went about it totally different and started to really enjoy the process um, that it, it took off. Right. And, and that, so I've experienced that, you know, where you, where you, you're, if, when you're in something for the wrong reasons, it fails. And I love that fail safe mechanism. Right. And I think that we're in this time in consciousness, you know, God, the universe, however you want to talk about it. We're in this time where the rights are being wronged. We're sort of like reverting back to truth, you know, and as a result, I feel like the fail safe mechanisms are even stronger. It was like for a while, the leash was let out pretty far and God was kind of like, okay, humans, like you want to like fuck around doing all this bullshit and, and for the wrong reasons and, you know, take advantage of, you know, arbitrage opportunities or, you know, run different algorithms or exploit people to make to, you know, for your own gain or, you know, all these kinds of things. It was like, that was really allowed to go for quite a period, you know, quite a, a, a good bit. And we're not in that time anymore, right? We're in this time now where, where those fail-safe mechanisms seem to be, seem to be much stronger, which is really enjoyable. Um, and the way that, you know, one of the ways that plays out, right, uh, in my, in some, in my businesses now, like one of the things we're doing is agriculture, right? So we have these, we have these large agricultural projects that we're doing and we're, you know, we're always talking about different opportunities and should we get into this business or get into that business? What does this look like? What might this look like in the future? And we're bringing people on and so on and so forth. And we're operating in the same environment, right? That everybody is where we've got supply chain issues that are here and coming in a much larger way. We've got prices going up on lots of goods. You know, we've got all this sort of uh, playing field stuff that we're dealing with. But then at the end of the day, what are we, what are we, the stuff that we're involved in does better in the environment that's coming. It's like extra reward, right? It, it, the, 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 the fail safe mechanism or the sort of, you know, up with what's up and what's down, uh, sort parameters are such now that those who are operating from the heart, from inflow state, from a high level of consciousness, doing what should, what the earth needs and what humans need and what the planet needs and so on and so forth are moving into a time where those activities get rewarded at an even higher level. And then all the magic happens and you can build on itself and build and, and the resources show up and all these kinds of things. And we're thinking like, well, you know, okay, let's say that the supply chain does X and we, and the, and we can't get Y and, and it's, and uh, you know, um, uh, the price goes way up on all these things and so on and so forth. What does that mean for us in business X, Y, or Z? Well, it means that we have much more revenue. <laughs> like, you know, it means that it means that like we're, you know, we're doing much better and we'll be able to expand and expand and expand. Um, and so, and then at the same time, right, what we're witnessing as we're, because again, we are, we do approach things from the greater good. Like we do I hesitate to use that word because it has some very negative connotations, but we do, you know, we do approach things from the, 
from from the heart, right? Maybe is a better way to say it. And um, and as a result of that, again, we're seeing all of the resources just show up, all of the human resources, right? The talent, the ideas, the hey, I'd love to be involved in this. I'd love to, and I know you're seeing this at your company as well. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we're at this point where that stuff. <clears throat> the doors have opened, the keys have sort of unlocked that. And, uh, and here we are. And it's just, again, right. I think, I think you titled this show something about best time. Yeah. The, the random musings on the best time to be alive. It is the best time to be alive. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Robin Ann wants to know why is the heart weighed against the feather in Egyptian death mythology? Yeah. I've, I, I've never studied that? that in any depth. Um, I mean, the, what I've heard people say about it, uh, and I don't, I'd have to put some thought into thinking, seeing how this resonates with me. What I've heard people say about it is it's sort of similar to the, to the weighing. Uh, I, I think in Christian, in the Christian religion, there's some sort of weighing of the soul. I think in lots of uh, religions, there's sort of a, a judgment, right? A weighing of the soul at death to see, you know, how light it is to, to sort of the idea of, are you free of, the burdens of sin kind of, or the burdens of, you know, negative energy or negative actions that you took. So I don't know. I've heard things like that. I don't know if it has something to do with that um, or not. I haven't studied Egyptian, you know, I haven't studied that in any sort of depth at all. Um, but those sorts of motifs certainly go throughout the religions, um, this sort of weighing of something at death to sort of see where you stack up <laughs> yeah. as far as how you lived your life. And then, you know, what you're going to deal with after that. So maybe, you know, maybe it has something to do with that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I do have to run. I got to talk. I got a meeting in a couple minutes and I, I'm also late for my other meeting. So I, I do have to run. Um, <clears throat> any last words before we go? This was fun. Um, yeah. Last eight, 30 seconds would just be, you know, the other side of that split, right? So there's this, what I just described, and then there's, the world that we read in an article the other day of, you know, mothers getting together in January in Boston and screaming into the abyss at the misery of their life, socially distanced, right? There's, there's, there, there's that world too, right? And it's like, you got to choose one. And I think most, most, if not everyone has basically made their choice at this point. And, uh, and here we are. So imagine being their husbands. <laughs> imagine being there anything. I mean, <laughs> Uh, all right. Follow. On that note, <laughs> on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave it there for today. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be back this week. We haven't really talked scheduling this week, but we will do that. And um, yeah. Uh, oh well, have a good we have rest of your day, everyone. Uh, we have. I don't know if it was okay. tomorrow or Thursday. Let's see. Let me just. Re yeah, tomorrow actually, we should pump this. So tomorrow we're interviewing Patrick Cody uh, and his wife, uh, who's also a accomplished person who I don't have her stuff in front of me to talk about. I, I forget if her name is, I honestly forget her name it might be Suzanne. These are very accomplished health professionals who uh, Patrick at least knows your dad personally, loves his work, uh, so on and so forth. And they're going to have some very in interesting stuff to share on tomorrow's show. So definitely tune in for that. Nice. What time are we doing that? Uh, let's see. I got it here for eight 45 tomorrow. So 9.45 my time? 9.45. Right, cool. Yeah, That works. All right. All right, everyone. Have a good rest of your day, and we will talk to you all later.